Nah, I've been smoking. You've been smoking. We've been smoking all day. I be smoking. You've been smoking. We've been smoking all day. You be smoking. She be smoking. He be smoking all day. Blowing kush. It ain't face from overseas to the USA. I got that blueberry raspberry. Yeah, we keep that juicy fruit. If you want that. All right. What's up, everybody? It's Tony Tone. And we're back. Snurbage the podcast. Snurbage the podcast. It's been a while. I haven't been on here in a while. I've just been super busy and such. And um, yeah, so let's see here. I just need to check something out here. Do, 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 do. Just want to make sure. All right. So we are going to be doing, this is, all right, this is episode 16 of Snurbage the Podcast. And it's a little bit different today because I'm going to be doing a stoner's review of The Batman. 2022's The Batman. And so if you have never listened to Snurbage the podcast before, I smoke weed and talk about shit. That's pretty much what it is. Stuff in the news, stuff that's on my mind, all that crap. But I really do like movies, and I really do like Batman movies usually, sort of, kind of, maybe. We'll see. Um, but uh, for this occasion, I, one of the reasons why I waited just a little bit, I wanted to find something that fit the occasion. And I finally did. And uh, in homage to uh, the Penguin from the new The Batman movie, uh, this <laughs> it's called Oswald Cobbleweed because <laughs> the Penguin's real name is Oswald Cobblepot, Cobbleweed. I like it. So, and I actually have Jays. I'm gonna smoke some. Is the first time I'm smoking Jays on the air. So. All right, it's a little bit. So we're going to talk about the Batman, because fuck it, man. Let's talk about the Batman. Everybody thought Robert Pattinson was going to suck, and, you know, the Twilight. And honestly, there was a meme going around on Facebook that I th- that I found really quite honestly probably a little bit truthful, but that guy's been taking so much shit for being Edward Cullen or whatever the fuck his name was from the Twilight movies for so long that, like, I can believe that he is truly that depressed. <laughs> so crash pow bang splash we're going to uh we're gonna light this dube up i got two of them this is the smaller one so then we'll talk about some of the batman all right fuck yeah bro dude okay so this is a three-hour fucking movie and this is a spoiler event here all right uh, it tastes good it tastes like gotham city oswald gobbleweed nice so from the from the jump on this movie i want to say that like i really enjoyed <coughs> i'm gonna do like a pros and cons thing i'm gonna do all my pros first okay this is what i, th- I liked about the movie then i'll get to my cons list because i think i'm honestly kind of half and half like there was some issues that i took with it it's not saying i didn't like it there were some issues that i took with it um but overall uh it, it was you know 
I don't know, man. I'm about 50-50. I might have to check it out again. Another viewing is probably needed. Um, one of the things, because, you know, kind of opens with him helping a lot of the stuff from the trailer, like with him talking to Gordon and, and even him talking to uh, Alfred. A lot of it comes from the beginning. And um, he's walking through this crime scene. You know, all these cops are looking at him and shit and... And uh, because none of them think that he should be there. And they think Gordon's nuts for having him there and all that shit. But like, dude, like they really did a good job. Because I mean, I'm guessing Pattinson's not six foot six. But they did a good job of making him look like taller than everybody. Like bro- brooding, like just this towering, intimidating force. Like the when he's walking through, I, I thought that was really cool. It looked really fucking cool. When he was just like walking through the fucking, you know, the crime scene and stuff like that. And he's just towering over all these cops and shit. It was fucking, it was pretty fucking cool. Um, so that was, that was like the first thing just kind of off the jump that I thought was really, really cool. Um, the action, you know, the action scenes were really fucking good. Um, you know, it was... <coughs> It was believable. Like, I'm going to get to that later, but I'll get to it right now. Like, the movie, it is the most believable Batman movie that I've ever seen. Like, this could actually happen. You know, uh, you know all the stuff that he has, and, you know, like, he, uh, this could actually be a real-life event. It's not so far-fetched in the ways of his gadgets and all this stuff. Like, the car is believable. Even him flying through the city, you know, he gets up on, the fu- on like, top of, you know, Gotham PD and shit, and he's like, oh, fuck. And then all of a sudden, he dives off there because he has no other way to go. And you could tell, like, this is he's not rehearsed in this. You know, he's not, he hasn't practiced this enough. But, you know, he's got one of those, like, squirrel outfits on that, you know, that, that uh, skydivers use to, you know, kind of fly around and shit. Um, it's, it was all very believable. I really, really liked that about it. And Pattinson turned it on, dude. Like I said, I, I said this when he, when he first got, when they first put put it out there that he was going to be Batman and stuff. I was like, dude, I could totally see that. And I'm, I totally think he's going to fucking be awesome. And he fucking was the story lacked a little bit. And I'll talk about that later, but him being Batman and the reclusive Bruce Wayne, not the playboy Bruce Wayne, but the reclusive Bruce Wayne was very believable. And I, Pattinson, I I never had a doubt in my mind, bud. Never had a doubt in my mind that you were going to be awesome in this movie. And the only thing that would ruin it would be shitty writing, you know? Um, so yeah, beautifully made. Looked, looked amazing. You know, cinematography, just everything looked really, really fucking good. The score was really good. I really, really liked the dude's score. I can't remember his name now. It's got a G in the end or on, on the in the last name, Giochino or some shit. But um, the score was really, really good. You know, it's it's hard to to really nail the feeling, especially of a Batman film with a new type of music, because we're all so used to you know, different things, you know, the dark Knight had his own music and Keaton Batman, you know, but Tim Burton, Danny Elfman had his own music and shit. And it was, you know, so this was cool. It was a good, it was good. Oh, John Turturro. Like, honestly, out of everybody in that, in this movie, the one guy that really, like, I really liked him in his role was John Turturro. 
It was small. It was just Falcone and everything. Um, but you know, he had a you know, you know, he had a pivotal role in the movie and everything. And I just think that God, he was so fucking believable. You know, it's it's the Jesus, man. Fucking twelve year olds, dude. Or sorry, eight year olds, dude. Eight year olds, dude. So yeah. Um, I thought John Turturro did a great job. Everybody did a fucking good job, man. Like everybody did a great fucking job in the movie. Um, with an exception. And I'll get to that later. Uh, Jim Gordon was great. Can't remember the actor's name. Guy that plays Felix Leiter in the in the uh, James Bond movies and stuff. He is very, he's very believable and he's very trusting. Like I trust that guy. You know, he's got a good trustworthy face and a good, good acting. Good acting. I like that it was a detective story. You know, the whole thing was a detective story. And I mean, you know who done it, but you didn't really know who done it. You didn't know where he was. And that was kind of where, you know, what, what his thing was the whole time was just trying to <coughs> find him and everything, find the Riddler and everything. Um, but I, I it, it was cool as a detective story. It was a little slow movie. My kid actually walked out of it uh, Saturday night. He went to it with his buddy. And I asked him yesterday what he thought of it. And he was like, oh, he was trying to ho-hum around like I was going to be all mad and everything. And he's 12, man. It's a three-hour fucking crime movie. And he was like, oh, we didn't stay. And I was like, that's fine, dude. You know, no worries. You know, it was hard for me to get through the whole goddamn thing at certain points because it's just, yeah, man, I fucking, I hate movie theaters, man. Like, I really do. Like, I, I just grown out of them. You know, when I was a kid, it was all good. But now that I'm an adult, it's like, I got to pee. You know, I want to go get some food. I want to stop it and collect my thoughts and be like, what the fuck just happened? You know, I I, I want to smoke weed. I want to smoke weed and watch a movie. I want to smoke weed and watch a movie. I don't want to have to get baked out of my mind and to go into the theater and then lose my buzz 10 minutes in. Okay? I just want to get stoned through the movie. Is that so much hurt to fucking ask? So... It's, it's, you know, three hours in a movie theater is rough, man. <laughs> Thankfully, the seats weren't too bad. Uh, theater, the theater experience was pretty good, you know, but whatever. Um, the fucking Batmobile. The fucking Batmobile, dude. It was awesome. And I, I've, I've dug it since I saw it because it's believable and it's not so over the top and tacky. And, uh, I mean... 89 Batmobile, still the greatest Batmobile of all fucking time, if you ask me. But this one is second in my book. I thought it was really cool because it was so believable and it was just this fucking, you know, monster car. And it was fucking awesome. Um, so, yeah, I mean, props to that. I mean, I thought that was really that was really, really fucking good. Um, I thought it was really nice to not see Bruce Wayne's parents get offed for the fucking 12th time. Like I'm, I'm starting to develop like, like post-traumatic stress because I've watched Bruce Wayne's parents die like 12 fucking times in my life, dude. Like, holy shit. And if there's multiple watches of the same fucking movie, then it's even more than that. Probably two or 300 times I've watched these fucking people die in different ways. But the same way. It's weird. Good stuff, though. It was nice. It was nice to not have that. Like it was, you know, we're we're over that now. Like we know, you know, like we know 
how his fucking parents died. So we don't need to rehash that every time they change fucking cowls, you know? Um, yeah, because I'm, yeah, like I said, dude, I've been watching those two get fucking slaughtered for like the last fucking 30 odd fucking years, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, imagine what that does to somebody, you know? So, yeah, I mean, visually, it was stunning. <coughs> you know, I thought everybody did a good job for the, you know, for the, the, the parts that they were playing and everything. You know, um, I've never been a huge Zoe Kravitz fan. Like, I guess I've, I don't know. I just, I don't know. There was something off about her, like an X-Men and stuff like that. She just kind of looked, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say it. It sucks. But, it, like, you know, she just looked like some spoiled little rich girl who got a job. But you know, her acting wasn't great. But um, but I, I really liked her in this. And, like, I've watched I watched her SNL appearance, too, you know, coinciding with this and stuff. And, yeah, she's funny and and uh, and she's a good actress. It was, she did a great job as Catwoman. I just, okay, so we're going to get into the cons aspect of things here, okay? Catwoman wasn't dark, like, evil at all. Like, the only thing that was bad about her was the fact that she wanted to kill Falcone. But... That it was honestly just kind of justified in my eyes why she wanted to kill him. But um that thing's toast. Uh I just thought that uh that you know, Catwoman, man, she's supposed to have a little bit of evil on her and she was and she's supposed to like I don't know, I kinda like the whip, the whole whip thing and everything. And she really didn't have much of that. And I don't know what the hell was going on with her, with her like mask, but it honestly kind of looked like a black jock strap in certain ways. But other than that, she did great. Other than that, like everything, all the other aspects of Selena Kyle, she fucking nailed, man. And it was awesome. But I just, there was something about that mask. And I just kind of, I was just kind of waiting for her to turn a, a little bit of a dark corner, but it really didn't happen. Um, so yeah, I mean, good job, Zoe Kravitz. I'm I'm proud of you, man. That was awesome. But uh, I thought that this is to my cons list. I thought that they spoiled too much in the trailers. Like, there's you know, I know that you want people to get hyped about the movie and stuff like that, man. But these days, like, I think that a good 180 would be the best way to do it. Oswald Cobbleweed. You release one fucking trailer that is the barest trailer that you've ever seen in your life. You know, super, super bare. Like the like the Dark Knight Rises had a tra- had had a teaser trailer that was just like Gordon laying in a hospital bed saying that the Batman needs to come back, and there was little flashes of Bane. You could barely even fucking tell who he fucking was, what he looked like, and shit, dude. And that was fucking sweet. And that's what they need to do. They need to stop fucking ruining all this shit, dude. Because you just sit there and wait for it. Oh, well, he's going to get caught by the cops at a certain point in time. You know, like, I just... I think that when it comes to trailers these days, less is more. Because you really want me to fucking see this movie. I mean, everybody, Anybody who is anybody is going to see a fucking Batman movie if they know who Batman is. Okay, if they like Batman, they're going to go see a Batman movie. It doesn't matter what kind of trailer you put out. It doesn't matter if you even put a fucking trailer out. Just let people know 
Batman starring Robert Pattinson and fuck, you know, is coming out, you know, like that's like advertising for a Star Wars movie. If it comes out, it's going to come out and it's going to be awesome. And what is so wrong with like not even mentioning shit? Look at the the Cloverfield paradox. That was a paradox because all of a sudden it was just like, hey, we're watching the Super Bowl and everything. Then all of a sudden, boom, trailer for this fucking movie, boom, available right after the Super Bowl. Nobody knew that fucking movie was coming. And it fucking did amazing. Like it was, you know, that was awesome. Surprise. I love surprises, man. And trailers are not surprising me. They're, they're taking the surprise away from me, man. There's all these behind the scenes things and look what, you know, leaked from the fucking blah, blah, blah and all this shit. And it's just like, fuck. So, yeah. Oh, all right. Where was I? I just had a spider on me. I had to kill. Uh. So the Riddler. Let's get to the Riddler here. The Riddler when when it you know you had the frank gorshin you know riddler and stuff like that from back in the adam west days which was cool but when i was a kid man jim carrey was huge ace ventura the mask dumb and dumber cable guy all this stuff and then you had and so every kid thought he was just fucking awesome and and i was one of them i thought he was fucking hilarious <clears throat> this stuff's really good. Um, and so when he turned it, you know, when he began to play the fucking Riddler and stuff like that, I was pretty fun and excited, and I really loved that movie. Because I was a child. And of course, I'm going to love Batman forever. I was a child, you know. And I was just, you know, I thought Val Kilmer did a good job and everything. You know, at that point in time, I wasn't a critic. I was just, I was a fan, you know. And, um, and, and I had a child's eye still, so... Um, so I loved, you know, Jim Carrey's take on the Riddler. It was goofy and everything like that, but you know, I, I got it <laughs> and it was, it was cool. And, uh, um, I think that they, they, they tried a little bit too hard to throw too much serial killer into this guy. You know, they're trying to Sid 6.7 from virtuosity, this dude, but it's not, it didn't compute right for me because there was the whole seven aspect of it where he's taunting the police and, and they, they find his place and they find notebooks upon notebooks full of fucking scrawlings of him and stuff like that and everything. And there's the whole, like him getting arrested on purpose and, and everything, all this shit, dude. It came from seven, okay? And then you had the whole Zodiac thing that was just a whole bunch of ciphers and stuff like that, and there wasn't much to it. It was kind of a toss-away thing that Alfred ended up fucking solving for him and shit. So you had the Zodiac aspect, and then you had the guy with, like, the fucking, like, rat maze on his head or something that ended up dying, but they really, it, oh, it's, but it's a PG-13 movie, so they can't really show you what the hell happened, but they just show you that this guy died because he had this contraption on his head. And so you're getting into, like, the Saw territory there, too. And they're just trying to throw too just trying to pack too much shit into this one character. And it didn't all pan out for me. Like, 
I just it was supposed to be like random and you know and stuff, but like it, I just didn't buy it, you know. Um, you know, undertones that never really went anywhere, you know, like it was just it was kind of confusing. Riddler's plan was kind of confusing, if you ask me. And when he ended up fucking going to jail, to me, it looked like he wanted to be caught. And, uh, but I didn't really understand why. I didn't really understand why he needed to be caught. Like, if you look at Seven, John Doe, Kevin Spacey, like, he walks into the police station, puts up his hands, and turns himself in because that's part of the plan. He has two more sins. Him and fucking Brad Pitt are are the last two sins and shit. This is all part of his big fucking plan. The Riddler didn't have to go to jail at all. <coughs> like, he, like, the only thing that I saw that, like, made me think that his plan was to go to jail for this reason was to talk to Batman because for some odd reason, I think he thought that him and Batman were on the same page and like his motives just weren't very clear. His plan wasn't very clear. And the fact that it was just a bunch of his fucking minions, you know, people that thought his like little tick, his little Riddler TikTok videos fucking, you know, made sense to them. Uh, and went out and dressed like him, and then they all ended up fighting Batman at the end and stuff like that. I just, and while he's sitting in jail, and I was just like, I don't know about all that. Like, I I really wanted to square off between you know I wanted I wanted to take a fucking beating from Batman, you know, um, because of Paul Dano, Dano, whatever the fuck his name is. The guy that played the Riddler, him and his thirsty ass acting, man. Like, I, say what you want about the guy in his like his personal life and real life and stuff like that. I have no idea. Probably the nicest fucking guy you ever met in your life. But his thirsty ass acting. Every movie I've ever seen him in, dating back to Cowboys and Aliens. I was just like, God, dude, overactor. And then he started getting bigger roles. And then all of a sudden, he's in fucking There Will Be Blood with Daniel Day-Lewis. If you've never seen There Will Be Blood, even if you have no desire to see There Will Be Blood with Daniel Day-Lewis, look up on YouTube, There Will Be Blood Church Scene. You'll find Paul Dano in all of his fucking glory, like, really hamming it up, dude. It is just, like, over the top to the max. And there's so many parts of me, especially when I found out he was going to be the Riddler. It's just like, well, here we go. Paul Dano's going to try to get a fucking Oscar again. And I have to sit through this. And it's just like, at this point in time, just give him the fucking Oscar so he shuts the fuck up. You know, so I don't have to fucking watch this thirsty-ass acting all the time. I'm sorry. This is like the worst thing you can say to an actor. But you're not fooling me, man. You don't sell it for me. It is That is 100%. I'm trying to fucking outdo Daniel Day-Lewis here. I'm trying to impress Daniel Day-Lewis here. Something. And then I knew he was going to bring it to the fucking Riddler. Because it's the fucking Ledger curse, dude. That's what I call it. It's the fucking Ledger curse. Because ever since Heath Ledger... Everybody 
and I just knew it. The moment he won a fucking Oscar posthumously, I just knew that from here on out, every single person that's going to play a Batman fucking villain is going to just, they're going to try for the Oscar. Because now they know that they can. That you can get an Oscar for playing a crazy fucking comic book villain. And not saying Heath Ledger didn't do a great job. I don't think The Dark Knight was as great of a movie as everybody says it was. I thought him as the Joker was great, but there was a lot about that movie that I had questions about, just like this one. But I won't. But I digress. Uh, so yeah, I just, I just knew that Paul Dano was not right for this role. I will give him this: when he was in his mask, making his little Riddler TikTok videos to the police and shit, it was kind of cool. Like it was, it, it was believable. The moment that fucking mask came off, dude. Oh, I tell you, Batman. Oh, my God. Shut the fuck up, dude. For real? Play Psycho a different way. Like, I just, oh, my God, dude. I just couldn't handle it. I couldn't, I just couldn't do it, man. And I knew the moment, the moment that I found out that that dude was playing the Riddler, I was like, son of a bitch. And it did kind of take some aspects of it away from me, man. Like, I think that his acting kind of ruined the movie for me a little bit. It kind of did. Thirsty, man. Thirsty-ass acting. Yeah, it's the Batman villain plague, the ledger curse, dude. Everybody's trying to do it. You know, Joaquin did it. Same fucking character, too, man. Same character. As Ledger. Won the fucking Oscar. Now everybody just wants to play Psycho, man. Everybody just wants to play this intricate fucking psychopath. That, you know, I don't know, man. It, it's, just, it's just sequels. It's just sequels. This is Heath Ledger, the sequel. He's the legend of the three, the three equal. Not that Joaquin Phoenix did not deserve that fucking award. He totally did. But Dano, uh, it'll be a cold day in hell before I see a movie with that guy where I actually think it's Oscar worthy, man. Um, so, yeah, man. Like, I just, yeah. The Batman villain plague. And they got the worst... The worst fucking character actor ever out there, or whatever you call it, Daniel Day-Lewis. He trying, you know, trying to dive into the character, and now he's writing a fucking, you know, now he's writing like the novelization of like the like a comic book graphic novel of the Riddler. And his life before the Batman and everything. And oh my God. And he's writing it. And all, oh my God, dude. Give me a break. Like for real. Just give me a break. Well, these little roach guys. I'm going to throw them in a pipe now. Ha ha ha. Because I still got more to talk about. And my fucking joints are going. <laughs> uh, joints and me have been having fun lately, man. I get so much fucking better off of joints it's amazing uh colin farrell did a great job as as the penguin like i said um but i i just i hope that his story progresses more because he just kind of seemed like okay he owned the iceberg lounge and everything but he just he was just another thug under under fucking falcone or 
whatever the fuck. And so it was just kind of like, I don't know, man. I was just hoping for him to be a little bit more penguinish. So I hope his character goes places. I hope that's not the last we see of him, you know? Um, yeah, man. It should have been fucking rated R. Like, that that's all there is to it. It should have been rated R. You know, the, the, the murders would have been a lot better. And so, yeah, man. I just, I think it would have been a lot better rated R. Uh, excuse me. I got to move my chair up here. There we go. I was leaning into there a little bit. Um, I didn't think there was enough Alfred. Like, I, I was really excited about Andy Serkis playing Alfred and stuff like that. And the, the trailer made it look really cool and everything. And um, so, yeah, when he just kind of like, he just kind of gets incapacitated, like, you know, halfway through the movie. And that was about it. And he's just like, there wasn't enough Alfred for me. I thought that that dynamic needed to be explored a little bit more. Um, yeah. I thought the end was rather anticlimactic. Like, I really did. I was really waiting for some something different to happen. I don't know what, but I was just waiting for something different. to happen. And I think it has to do with the fact that I really just didn't honestly understand what Riddler's fucking goal was with all this shit. Like, it was too calculated to be anarchy, but too, too amateur to be calculated. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just didn't understand his fucking plan. And so at the the end of it, I'm just like, okay, well, beat him up, Batman. (laughs) You know, like, I have no idea what the fuck's going on right now. And, you know, it it was, I I just, I didn't understand it. And maybe I need to watch some YouTube videos of somebody explaining to me Joker's plan because I didn't fucking get it. And so, um, I thought that the the thing, like the, the contrast between the Batman that saves the Asian guy in the subway at the beginning versus the Batman who saves all the people um, at the end, I thought the contrast between those was really cool because at the beginning, you know, he looks down at this guy and this guy's fucking terrified. And you can tell, like, he's like, okay, I saved the day. Now I don't really know... am I supposed to, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to comfort this man? Am I supposed to help him up? Am I, you know, like what, you know, he just like stood there and the guy's like, please don't hurt me. And then he just fucking like disappears and shit. But by the end you could tell, like, he's like, no. And he reaches his hand out and you could tell that the people were scared. They didn't even know what to fucking think. And so finally one of them reaches their hand out and he helps them out. And all of a sudden, here he is. He's being a hero for like the first time, first time, you know, like it's not the first time he saved anybody, but it's the first time that he was like, that, that he, he was being heroic. Um, you know, he, I just don't think he quite knew how to like separate the hero from the vigilante at the beginning. And I think at the end he found that, and that was really cool. Like that aspect of Matt Reeves film was really fucking cool. Um, so props to him on that. I thought that was, yeah, it was fun. That, that was cool. It's my fuck. That's that's the hero, man. That's my fucking hero from when I was a kid, bitch. Um, yeah. So there was a lot going on. A second viewing definitely needs to happen. Um, but I I'm with Kevin Smith on this. Like, I liked this movie. 
but I think I'm going to love the fucking next one. And I just, because that's, that's kind of how Batman Begins was, was for me. Um, I liked Batman Begins a little bit better than this movie, but at the same time, it, it didn't fulfill a lot of things for me. And like, there was the whole, like him becoming Batman and I was just ready for Batman. You didn't even see Batman for like 45 minutes into the movie. Um, but in re- it, it went cool places after that. So like, that's, that's kind of what I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying about this. Um, I mean, I'm down for any Batman, but I just think that Paul Dano was not, was not right for that role. And I think that they really just tried to cram way too much stuff into the Riddler and with a three hour movie, you think that they would be able to hash all that shit out or dedicate more time to them or just focus on one of them. But it was just very scattered and not very well done in the ways of, you know, just an audience member. Like, I don't know. It was just, oh, now there's hints of the Zodiac and now there's hints of this. and But it's all from just different movies and shit. And it wasn't, it didn't seem original to me. It just seemed like a whole bunch of shit packed in to make him look like super psychotic. But like, you know, in the end... You know, Sid 6.7 from Virtuosity was a better fucking villain. Because <laughs> uh, he had a lot of shit crammed in him. Um, in, his, in his brain, not in his batocks. Um, but, uh, yeah, man. I just, like I said, dude, look up, look up Paul Dano's work. Watch him in Cowboys and Aliens, Little Miss Sunshine. Um, fuck, Looper. Oh, God. Oh, you, you gotta help me. Oh, my God, dude. He's such a whiny little bitch. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Paul Dano. Like, but my God, when you really get, like, when you really get after it, it's really uncomfortable for me. Like, it makes me feel uncomfortable. And it's just, I don't know, man. I just, I just don't know. I just don't like him as an actor. You know? Ugh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to say that, but it's the fucking truth in my eyes, from my perspective. And I'm sure that there's plenty of people out there that think Paul Dano is just like the greatest. He's, he's so underrated and he, he, he deserved the Oscar nomination for best supporting for this movie, this movie, this movie, this movie, and all the movies. But at, you know, at the same time, I just, I don't see it. I just see thirst, thirsty ass acting. Give me that Oscar. I want to be one of the best. And it's kind of, you know, Leo did that for a while, but Leo was better at his job than he, than Paul Dano is. But Leo did that for a little while where it kind of got to the point where it was like, okay, dude, I get it. All right. Like you can play dramatic roles. Okay. Give him the fucking Oscar. So he like makes something else, you know, um, and it seems like he's kind of been doing that ever since he won the Oscar. He's been having a lot of fun and like doing some fun roles and not just like, you know, the, I don't know, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like just everybody wants to be the best. And I just, just, just entertain, just sell it. 
You don't need to oversell it. Just sell it. Especially in a Batman movie. But it was just, I, I knew exactly how it was going to be. Like, from the moment that Paul Dano was, was, was said to be the Riddler, I knew exactly what I was going to get. And that is exactly what I got. You know, so I'm not fucking nuts. So, yeah, suck on those tits. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It was a good movie. It was. But it just, it, I just think that it had a lot of, uh, a lot of trying too hard in certain aspects of it. And for a three-hour movie, they kind of did a shit job of explaining too many things. So that's my like stoner recap of that fucking movie. It was good, you know. I I I got I got a I got a big fucking soda at the movie theater, so I got the cup, and I went through and I got the the Batman like Little Caesars calzones, and we all ate those, and I got like a really fucking sweet like picture like image or a, like a movie fucking it's not a poster it's like a card but it's huge it's like a like 10 and a half by fucking seven or something but um yeah man so it was it was i was excited about it and i i've bought in a, i bought a few of the a few of the different hot wheels vehicles and stuff like that because i love collecting batmobiles and so yeah i'm like you know i'm into it i just want to see it again but i don't want to go and sit in a fucking movie theater to watch it again you know, so, you know, I might have to pirate it <laughs> or something because I, I gave him my money. I gave him a lot of money and I just, uh, I can't do it in the theater again, but I want to see it again. And I want to, I, I want to see it from a different point of view. So maybe certain things, will, certain shit will come to light, man. You know, certain shit will come to light. But so that is my review of the Batman 2022 and I'm going to say I'm going to give the movie three out of five Tony thumbs up because it was it was all right it was it was all right it was pretty good it was better than terrible but it was worse than excellent you know so thanks for joining me uh, so this is the 16th episode of this show that I've done, and this is the first episode that I've smoked joints on. And I got a lot of fucking stoner when I smoke joints, man. I tell you what. So thanks for thanks for rolling with me on this. And I'm sorry if I jabber. And Paul Dano, you know, this is just a stoner sitting in his little fucking quote-unquote office in his house fucking talking to you about what I thought about this movie that you probably just poured a whole shitload of shit into. Uh, and you you are making more on than I will probably see in my entire fucking life. Um, so, you know, don't worry about me, man. Don't worry about me. But I just know, I just want to see you stretch a little bit differently. Okay? We've all seen you freak out and hyperventilate on fucking on screen. Okay? Let's, let's take it to a different place. You know? Take it to a different place. I just don't want to hear any whining out of you, man. That's like the worst. And just that deer in the headlights, fucking mouth open, giving the O face. Oh, oh, you know, like <laughs> it's fucking nuts, man. 
So I, I just, I want, I, I don't want to see you go away. I just want to see you get better, and I want to see you do different things. Not, not just whiny little bitches, you know, like that have a, a whole lot of fucking emotions and and issues going on. You know, like there's got to be something else out there for you. So, the Batman, three out of five, R. Pat, great Batman. I'm gonna say my favorite Batman of all time, besides Adam West, because that is a different Batman. I'm talking about films from when I've been alive. Batman. Um, you got Michael Keaton. He's the cream of the crop. Michael Keaton was and is fucking Batman. And I will I will defend that till the day I die. Okay? And I'm gonna say this, Robert Pattinson. Second, I thought his Batman was great. I thought everything about his Batman, I mean, anything, any, any, any objections that I have to his Batman has solely to do with writing alone. That's it. It has nothing to do with the acting. I'm going to say third would be Christian Bale. Christian Bale did a good fucking job, but his bat voice was fucking terrible. And, um, and I wasn't a huge fan of his bat suit either. Like is yeah, so I mean you know Christian Bale, you know third say Christian Bale third. I'm gonna say Val Kilmer fourth because I thought Val Kilmer did a good fucking job, man. I thought Val Kilmer did a really good job. Um, taking up oh you know for Michael Keaton and everything like that. I thought Val Kilmer did a good job. Ben Affleck's next, and the only reason why Ben Affleck is so far down on this list, honestly, is probably just because of the movies. They weren't great. They weren't excellent. And I think that if he would have gotten a standalone Batman movie, I think it would have been great. But just from what I saw of him, you know, eh, it was all right. Um, I thought his training montages as Batman and the, the action, the action in fucking Batman v Superman was fucking sweet. Um, but yeah, I just. And I also thought that that opening thing where he's like, you know, there's all those people like and they're trying to like the cops are trying to like free these women. And they're like, no, there's the fucking Batman's out there, you know, and, um, you know, that was fucking cool and everything. I just I think that if Batman would have had his own movie, it would have been fucking great. Um, Ben Affleck. But um, and then, you know, of course, you got the Clune, George Clooney at the end. But I'm going to fucking say this about George Clooney's Batman. He did a good bat. He he did an okay Batman. Like he didn't have a bat voice, and it's like you can definitely tell that you're Batman, Bruce Wayne. Like what the fuck? But George Clooney probably pulled off Bruce Wayne better than anybody. Like Playboy, fucking Bruce Wayne, fucking George Clooney nailed that shit. So, yeah, man, I'm all about Batman movies, and uh, so that was just my stoner take on it. Hope you guys enjoy it enjoyed it um so this is snurbers the podcast episode 16 i'm gonna call it a stoner's look at the batman snurbers the podcast we were smoking oswald cobbleweed and uh if you like this uh the the music intro and outro is from my buddy young stone his information is down below i'd be smoking um and then uh the artiste artist uh that did the uh, 
did one of the logos for Schnurbers, the podcast that we use, uh, Sheldon Starr, his information's below too. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful time. I'll be back soon. I've just been super fucking busy. But I'll be back soon, and we'll uh, we'll talk further, smoke a little bit more weed about it, and fucking thanks for smoking with me today. And uh, check out other episodes. It's a fun podcast. So we'll check you guys later. Snurbers the podcast. Tony Tone out. Take it away. Hey, nah, I've been smoking. You've been smoking. We've been smoking all day. I be smoking. You've been smoking. We've been smoking all day. You be smoking. She be smoking. He be smoking all day. Blowing kush in a face from overseas to the USA. I got that blueberry, raspberry, and we keep that juicy fruit. If you want that five-hour level, yeah, we got that.